Hey, welcome everybody to the Four Outdoorsmen on Bob FM. Every Sunday night you can join us at 6 o'clock here, and hopefully a lot of you guys do, because we have a lot of fun laughing and learning. And before we get to our show, man, I got to, it's every week, buddy. I got to, I got to thank and congratulate our buddy over there. What's his name? Brandon. Brandon. Thank you very much. Me? Well, that was loud. That was loud. Well, yeah, the, the groups you have on all the time are fabulous. You just got done with Chad Johnson and the Minnesota Transplants. We had them on last year, I think we saw yeah. them right here. Yep. Uh, good stuff. And they sound great. They sounded great on the way in. Uh, and congratulations to Chad and Carrie, who are getting sep- married September 4th. Yep. That's a pretty, pretty cool That's awesome. Yeah, busy, busy summer, fall season for them, for yeah. sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, uh, here we are. We got uh, boy, a lot of stuff happening this week for us, and uh, I'm with... Uh, Mark Lukey and Sam Oftedal, and of course, Brandon's behind the glass. And uh, what did you guys do last week? I had a big week, but what did you guys do? Well, um, I got a new job. That's exciting stuff. All that extra money comes in handy. Yep, I'm the sponsorship coordinator for Centennial Youth Hockey Association. So you're saying you're not getting paid. I'm not getting paid, <laughs> but I thought I could use some more work. Yeah, you got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a great week. I went to Game Fair. Uh, yesterday. Oh, that's right, yeah. With all three of the boys, and we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. We did, like, uh, it's kind of like State Fair. Like, there's things you have to do when you're at Game right. Fair. We watched uh, the shooting competition, or the shooting expert shooter guy. We got hit with some pineapple. That was fun. Exhibition. Exhibition shooter. I made sure we were It's kind of like Gallagher, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it yeah. was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shot a pineapple, and we got hit with some pineapple. Oh. Another funny thing is I had um, a glass of lemonade. And I was sitting there drinking the lemonade and, and looked down during the show, and it was just filled with, like, uh, like shot soot. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like someone poured pepper in there. Oh, did you finish it? I did. And I, I don't, don't care. Blame, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll eat gunpowder. It's all good. No, it was a great time. A lot of big firsts for my youngest son, Sam. It was the first time he ever rode a bus. We went on the, the Lions Club does a bus yeah. ride in there. We yeah. did that, and that was a big thrill for him. He shot a bow for the first time. I saw that on and, video. Uh, he yeah. did really well with that. And Max caught a big trout. That was our shout-out picture tonight if you want to do a shout-out. That's not super easy to do in those little it's tanks. Not. Well, it's we, not. We've done that many times, and we did it at the Deer Classic at Canterbury. And Man, I watched probably – I mean, at Canterbury – they probably do 12 to 15 kids at a time around. Is mm-hmm. that how it was at Game Bear? There wasn't that many, and there didn't seem like there was that many fish, uh, maybe because it's week two. I don't know, but um, I, I ever tell you about a friend of mine that yep. brings bacon? Yep. Always? No. Like, like he brings like bacon in his pocket, like yeah. in a baggie, and then when they do that, he puts a little piece on there, and then he's like, hey, you catch them all day. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, my son Max caught a nice one. So uh, that was fun. Saw Ron and Laura, of course. Saw uh, Corey at Power Lodge. Yeah, oh, so. good. And uh, talked to him for a long time. They're doing really well. They had some really cool ATVs, UTVs there. Um, they had a kid's ATV that, that I was almost talked into buying. It's funny. Uh, I had this fake million-dollar bill I bought at Ace Hardware Store, and Sam brought it, and he was carrying it around like in his hand. And he tried trading Corey for the ATV for the <laughs> oh, million. Yeah, funny. but uh, that didn't work out. I met some really nice people. Um, one of them might be a guest either this week or next week. We're going to be broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair next Sunday and the Sunday after. So if you want to come meet us in person, go to the Bob Studios right across from the Coliseum. Uh, I love live State Fair shows. It's yeah. so much fun. I remember last year being in uh, a walker and and uh, yep. putzing around. Yeah. And, so I'm excited to be a little bit more mobile. I will miss the cart that I rented, though. 
I rented a cart with the boys for 30 bucks, drove that around all day, and it was awesome. I might... Is it bad if you rent one? If no. You're, I don't think so. For 30 bucks. Yeah, I got hey, a bad knee. You're paying your money. Yeah. yeah, the kids rode. I could fit all the stuff in the little grocery basket. It was it's awesome. not like you're parking in a handicap spot. I mean, you're paying your money. That's true. And so I met a really cool lady named Christina Ringold. Um, she is the president of an all-female chapter of legendary long tales, uh, Pheasants Forever. Oh, cool. So it's, you can be a man to join, but it's all run by women. She was super nice. I met her... Uh, with Ron at the expedition shoot or whatever, and um, she wants to come in. So maybe next week or the week after, we have another person on the line that's a pretty big guest, uh, live show. Uh, it's fun seeing everybody. You know, her organization organization sounds a little bit like marriage. It's fun to join, but it's always going to be run by women. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, what, true. what was her name again? Uh, her name was Christina. Uh, Ringold or Ringold. Well, I'll follow up with her tomorrow, and I will uh, see if he, she wants to be on Sunday, one of these Sundays, right? Even this Sunday. Yeah. It, it, their whole philosophy is getting uh, young people out and getting young girls into the sport, so I thought they had a really great message. She talked a little bit with Ron before the shooting show, so um, I sought out her. and um, So, yeah, it'd be nice to have her on. We had um, – I ran into Dale Eggert, our friend. Nice. He was there. ran into – it's – it's starting to be where I've been in this business so long. It's, you start to get to know every, yep. know and see everybody. So it's um, a little annoying for my kids. To uh, it'd be like going to a Twins game with you, where every single person knows you and wants to talk for twenty minutes. Yeah. But, All right. Oh well. Anyway, it was a great time, and uh, I just talked for a long time. So how so. was the uh, the turnout? What's what's the word on turnout for the last two weekends at Game Fair? A, there was a couple days. Friday was rainy, so I think. Uh, Attendance was down a little bit, but Saturday was really busy, and I got there early and kind of left by noon, but there's a lot of people there. You know what else I noticed is it's great to see a lot of younger people in their 20s picking up duck hunting stuff. It seems like duck hunting especially is really taken off with the younger kind of generation, Mm -hmm. and I don't know where they get all this money, but they were all walking out with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen that too, and I think uh, duck hunting, it's it's one of those things that You've actually seen in the past couple of years like a lot of videos on TikTok, Instagram, yeah. Facebook Reels, where I think that's a huge trend. Just like all those people wearing the Bass Pro hats. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, they don't even, probably half of them don't even know what that, that is, but they're wearing it. Yep. But I think, you know, the pandemic with kids out of school, with, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to do regular sports, it brought a lot of youth into the, the great outdoors. So, I mean, that's the silver lining in the pandemic. So, uh, but yeah, you're definitely seeing a ton more of it. And I have also wondered, wondered that too, cause you, you see these kids post a video, they're wearing Sitka thousand dollar waders yeah. and shooting a, you know, Benelli super black Eagle three, which is 1800 right. bucks. Well, I guess it's all, you know, where you spend your money. I mean, yeah. there's kids in the hockey, they're spending thousands of dollars. That's on true. That That's very too. true. So it's, and there's people buying thousand dollar computers to play yep. games, you know, and the people that go to game fair, are the top, you know, 5% of people that are into yeah. it. So and um, I think Game Fair too. Not to cut you off, but I think Game Fair too has grown a little bit. That waterfall alley or waterfall yeah. lane that's gotten really, really big. I, I mean, I think that's people are kind of knowing that they can go to that area, buy calls, try calls because you can't go to Fleet Farm and take a call to the package and whale on it. Yeah, you know, you could do it at Game Fair though. Um, so maybe that's too. I'm too embarrassed to try the calls because I don't want to sound terrible. 
in front of the people like that we did and it sounded a birthday party in here yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, yeah this looks great let me try it <laughs> are there gun ranges like right right near you is a gun yeah. range in Anoka, east bethel there are there gun ranges that have areas for rifles as well as shotguns yeah there's to a lot shoot of them. absolutely yeah. oh, they all are? yes Right. There's one right in Hugo. I know that. Um, there's one a little bit further east. They're all over the place. So. You're saying like trap shooting and stuff? Yeah, you have the opportunity to shoot a rifle and, and yeah. at targets or shoot mm-hmm. trap at the same time. At the same, yeah, the same. So, so Beaverbrook, right by my place, they have multiple 100-yard ranges, a 200-yard range for a rifle, pistol bays, and then they have 10 different uh, shooting lanes or shooting courses, if you will, for trap. Yeah. Cool. I, uh, I heard from ron actually that um armstrong kennels ranch was the first in the country to offer sporting clays really in the country in the country in the country so in the 80s or whatever wow um, i think it was said 82 or something they were the first one to offer sporting actual sporting clays that is cool so uh that's pretty cool to be you know right here in minnesota that's where it all started and that that sport has taken off like crazy because it's fun it's it's fun shooting the different stuff and 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 like uh there's a couple shots that are almost impossible always. Oh, yeah. Like the rabbit one, the bouncy yes. one. That is so hard. You can't predict it. Yep. And uh, But it's great for the sport, too, because, you know, I'll shoot trap, and then you go duck hunting, and there's a duck flying by your face, and <laughs> yeah. I'm about four feet behind the thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have something like sporting clays where you get a lot of different scenarios. Do you think, though this is a probably a super ignorant question to some listeners. It's okay. Uh, do you think Armstrong Boulevard was named after Armstrong Kennels or Definitely. Vice- okay, you do. Actually, I don't know that one. No, yeah. I think what do you it. think? Because this is Ar- right here is Armstrong Boulevard. I would say Armstrong Boulevard is probably first. Yeah, probably. That's like Armstrong Country Road or something first. My guess is. Yeah, but have you ever known like a? I mean, is it is it out of the ordinary for a company to go on a street and name their kennels after the street? I don't. Know. I think it's a good idea because then they know where it is, right? They could be a he could be a marketing genius. Probably he was I, obviously done well for himself. I don't know why I just thought about Chuck's that. Chuck's what in his late eighties, I think. Right, but in, I'm just saying if he if that was the nation's first sporting clay, it's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. We're not very good at thinking on this show. I have uh, I have a yourself, quiz. Right? I, don't know. I think you guys thought. do well. You do hey, pretty good. We're yeah. deep thinkers. Yeah, us yeah. three. Um, I have a, late night a deep quiz for you. Four outdoorsmen. Maybe you know this if you've read it in the outdoor news. How many people bring their dogs to game fair every year? Ooh, total. Not a clue. Not total a clue. or each day? Total. Ooh. Let's see here. Throw a guess out there, Stu. How many, how many people went to game fair last year? Any idea? I'm guessing 20,000. Okay, then I would say there were uh, 1,500 dogs last year. I'm going to go 1,501, Bob. <laughs> I'm going 500. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to re-guess. 500. 12,347. How'd you get that? No, <laughs> I knew between, it. Between uh, four and 5,000 wow. people physically bring their dogs. And wow. It, it's, that's the cool part. You know, that's really yeah. cool. To, what my favorite thing is, is watching them retrieve, right? Oh, you yes. know, they have Fun. the retrieve thing. But the best part is when dogs that aren't typically a retriever dog, they do that. Like, uh, I don't know that the exact breed names, but you see a dog that's not a lab. Like a for little sure. wiener dog? It's not a retriever. <laughs> like a it's terrier. Not, it's not a pointer. 
but you know, some big fluffy dog, you know, and, and it'll <laughs> run out there. It'll just trot half of them. Just leave it. You know, it's like, uh, that's, that's my favorite part. And oh, that's uh, cool. you see the owners like, come on, come on. So you you're the it. kind of guy that would love to go see evil Knievel fail. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. called yeah. Uh, yeah. Schadenfreude. Right, he wants German to see him smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schadenfreude. Isn't fail, that why fail army on uh, TikTok yeah. and stuff? Yeah. That's exactly. all good stuff. Like, no offense to the drivers, isn't that why like seventy five percent of the people watch NASCAR? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, come it's, on, that's one hundred percent right. It's got to go be for yeah. the cr- the the sound and the crashes. Well, it's yep. either that or to watch people drive in circles. Yeah. So. <laughs> or people watch. We used to go to the midget races in my hometown, and it was Whoa. just a melee. It was uh, so a bunch of little guys <laughs> running around in circles. No, it's funny. I had a friend from California that moved here, and there were signs all over town that said that. And yeah. he's like, "What kind of place is this?" <laughs> Then there's another sign that said midget bowling somewhere yeah. on the way. Yeah. 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 Well, in Missouri, my former boss, their their school mascot is the midgets. Like, actually? <laughs> their school mascot. They're like the, whatever the city was. It was like the Coon Rapids midgets. Like, like that was we're their, probably going to get calls. That's no, no, you, that's, no their probably, that's, I mean, that's their elementary. <laughs> direct your hate mail to the yeah, four yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Honestly, God, when I was growing up and playing hockey on the east side of St. Paul, we no, this is the truth. Okay. We were peewees until we were about 10 or 11, and then we were yeah. midgets. Oh, yeah. yeah. I played it was midgets. A midget. not, yeah. That, yeah, that's not that I'm small, but that's, I wasn't that small. Well, But, uh, yeah, I don't know why that happened. That's uh, that's not politically correct. And now correct, it's mites, right? Yeah. Mites are little guys. Midgets were older. What did they change midgets to? No. Little people. Bantam? No. No, for uh, hockey. Bantams and midgets were at the same at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they still call them midgets. Well, now they, they do like high school A. Like if you're not in varsity, they just call it high school with different levels. But uh, True. I digress. What did you do this week? Anything I fun? I celebrated outdoors? my 40th anniversary with my pretty wife, Diana. We went to uh, anniversary. It's, it's, well it's cool. You know, as you get older, it's, uh, we're, uh, we know how lucky we are. We still love each other. We're healthy and we have a great family. And it's not all, you know, the bells aren't still ringing. It's not flowers every Thursday. We just love, we have a great, comfortable, don't take for granted relationship. And it wasn't like we had, because it was our 40th anniversary, we had to go to Italy for a week. Right. As long as you're together and enjoy each That's other. That's what you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, still looking, she's still looking for some diamonds or yeah. something, you know. You were texting but, me at like 10 o'clock at night. And you're like, hey, this and that. And I'm like. Isn't it your anniversary today? What yeah. are you doing talking to me? Well, she was probably sleeping by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I, want, I want to say this about this. But we had a good time. Went to Hayward and scooted around, had dinner and those kind of things. It was fun. You mind if I say something really sure. quick? Sure. I, I want to say that you and Diana's relationship is definitely something to be sought after. It's a model. I agree. And, and if you look at, if like all the listeners saw the pictures that Strew put on his Facebook of him and his beautiful wife, the glow in both of you guys is like people would pay money for that. It's 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 pretty cool. He's a, he's my best friend, and yeah. that's yeah, that's and she we have a lot of fun. So you're a lucky uh, man. Yeah, yes. uh, every day truly is a gift. But it was cool, and we got maybe twenty more left. I think she's seventy five now. Yeah. So ninety five. Uh, do I want it to be ninety five? I'm not sure. I don't know. With modern technology, I think it's reasonable to think you could live into the hundred and twenties. Modern technology or not, it's true. Is outliving you, yes. Mark, and myself. Yes. I would not be surprised at all. I, I Even with minus that. a kidney. <laughs> I'll, do yeah. your, I'll do your eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's also impressive is you got married later in life, too. It's not 32. Like you were, she was 36. I was 32. It's not like you were 20 years old. So that 40s, that 40-year anniversary, that's yeah. even more impressive. Yeah. Which is all even more credit to you because usually people, when they get into their mid-30s, they're already kind of a little set in their ways. You know, They kind of like their own thing. So... Kudos yeah, to you guys. I feel yeah, attacked. 
I but feel this, attacked right now. Why? This, this is super strong. <laughs> I feel man. attacked. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a good thing I waited till I was, and I told Diana this, if I waited, if I didn't wait till I was 32 years old, if I would have got married at 22, 23, like a lot of my friends, I would have been divorced by 27, man. I just, I was, I like to have too much fun. And you waited for the right one anyway, yeah, so. I yeah. would have, uh, I can't say that. I almost had something I, sh- I just got lucky. It was meant to be. Go ahead, Mark. Mark's got something to say. Uh, should I do shout outs now, or is it too close to break? Should no, we, wait? we got one minute. You I got a shout out. I got a shout out, too. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, everyone, for Rote. That wrote to the Four Outdoorsman shout out this week. All you have to do is comment on our post and we'll read it on air. Um, we have a bunch here. First one is from Steve Renneberg. Renneberg, our good friend, says hunting ammo is starting to trickle in. So get checking around if you need any. Going to be another tough year for ammo. I can't stress that enough. I get burned every single year. So go get ammo right now if you can. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Cameron Jacobson says another beautiful weekend out on the water. Still a lot of summer left to fish. That's true. Cameron, huge carp. He's got there. It looks like he's on the river somewhere. Um, Will Goble, if you've seen those pictures in your man, friend, oh Will man. Goble, yeah. he caught a monster 40 pound flathead last night and a handful of sturgeon going to have to get you guys out soon. I agree with that. Our friend, jo- Jesse Koskinimi is our Mr. Bear guy. He says bears are hammering the baits. Um, are they hammering your baits yet? I haven't put any out. Okay. And uh, our friend Corey says he's trying out new different sizes for his company, Maculatown. Why is that? Why does Will Goble only fish at night? He's not that ugly. You know, he, <laughs> it's, it's okay to be well, seen the during the day. are ugly. It's, it's okay to be seen during the day. Hey, I've got a Mark Burkhammer, a friend of mine from Chautauqua, Wisconsin. He's up in uh, Grand Rapids, just a few miles south there, someplace of Grand Rapids on Lake Wabana. And uh, he showed me some pictures. I, I sent them to you. He took a picture of two deer, three deer, swimming across the lake, and it's beautiful. Wow. Just text them to you a couple of seconds ago. And he also he's taken, took a picture of uh, a radio screen in his car as they're traveling up there. And he says, I wonder why they're thinking of you because they're playing Paul Ankle, and the song's, his song is Diana. You know, so, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks a lot, Mr. Burkhammer. Have a great couple of weeks up there on Lake Wabana. I got two quick shout-outs. It's both of my daughter's birthday this week. Yeah, wow. Uh, Addison turns three on Tuesday, and Amelia turns six on Thursday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, girls. Which one do you like best? I mean, how do you decide, you know, <laughs> uh, to? It goes by the day. Is I that- take one day at a time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it happens all the time. Hey, we'll get going here. Get me right back with Bruce. Not, yeah, Bruce Schreiber and Evan Newton of Capable Partners. It's be a lot of fun. The Four Outdoorsmen, just average guys that love to hunt and fish and chew the fat on Bob Outdoors. Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? Then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic. The grounds perfectly maintained. The beautiful pool is heated and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year. The four outdoorsmen included. Visit balsambeachresort.com. You know, you can't say Ely without thinking of Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota's best bait and camping store. And whether you love walleye, pike, panfish, or trout, Arrowhead has more variety of bait and tackle than any other store for many miles. And Chris and Steve, well, they're going to treat you like family. 
One of our listeners, Will Goble, says, Thanks to Chris and Steve for helping make our last three weeks the very best. Your tips on where to fish and what to use, well, they're the reasons we did so well. I love Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota. Tis the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding, solutions, service, Results. Crystal Welding gets the job done. No time to smoke because we do it all. Guys, I think I found a cheat code for the healthcare system Everest Men's Health. They're a complete health clinic for men. I received a more complete body assessment and blood test than I ever have in my life for less than a copay at most general practitioner clinics. You too can schedule a $50 testosterone test, including blood testing, body composition, and consultation at one of Everest Men's Health's medical experts at three Twin Cities locations. Go to EverestMensHealth.com. Everyone with a boat knows how hectic it can be on the boat ramp. With all the commotion, it is key to get your trailer in and out of the water as quickly and safely as possible. That is why we have partnered with Boat Load Mate. Boat Load Mate is an automatic boat latch that allows you to quickly launch or load your boat without getting your feet wet. With Boat Load Mate, the process is effortless. Check out their website at www.boatloadmate.com or find them on Amazon. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-0433 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-279-0433. That's 800-279-0433. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-0433. Again, 800-279-0433. Hi, this is Justin Moe with Always Drains. We're growing and looking to add a licensed plumber or two to our team. Here at Always Drains, there's no high-pressure sales or sales quotas, just honest work. We offer steady work hours, overtime, a 401k with match, dental, vision, and other supplemental insurances, bonuses, paid holidays, and company-paid tools, cell phone, vehicle, and gas. Here at Always Drains, we take being family-owned seriously. That's why we're lenient when it comes to taking time off for family and personal needs. And depending upon your ability and skills, we pay licensed plumbers up to $55 per hour. 
To fill out a brief contact form, go to alwaysdrains.com slash employment. That's A-L-L-WaysDrains.com slash employment. Or give us a call to set up an interview at 612-922-9422. Always Drains is proud to be a veteran-owned equal opportunity employer that supports the community and veterans. Come and work with us. I look forward to meeting you. Broadcasting live from the Barnhouse Exteriors Studios. Go to BarnhouseExteriors.com. Have storm damage? Need a new roof? Go to BarnhouseExteriors.com for a free, no obligation consultation. Total Country Bob FM. <laughs> I think my earphones are backwards. Hang on a second. They wrong? are. That's wrong. Hey, I can hear again. I can hear again. <laughs> I'm a left-handed Pollock on the east side of St. Paul. I can do all this crap and get away with it. Strewman here in the four outdoors. Man, we got some great guests today. We must have Evan Newton. Evan, are you there? I'm here. Evan's there. And Bruce Shriver, are you there? Good afternoon. Oh, I tell you what, capable partners. You two are just part of the many, 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 many people who run capable partners. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman tonight. We had you on last year, and uh, what you guys do is very, very important. As a matter of fact, Brian, Bruce's brother, was going to be on, but all of a sudden I got a text about ah, an hour ago and said, hey, I can't be there. Something came up. Uh, take, call, call my brother Bruce. And now you're going to throw the eighth and the ninth inning, pal, and save this game, Bruce. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm going to need Evan then to bring in some runs before I pitch. Yeah, you're right. I was at the ball game. I worked the ball game today. We lost 7 nothing to the Rangers. It wasn't very pretty at all. So uh, oh. I think some of those guys could use your help. You could take some of those players hunting and fishing maybe, the way things look right now. Tell us all about Capable go. Partners. Number one, how did it start? How long has it been around? And what are your what is your mission statement? What are your goals with Capable Partners? Well, I'll take that first. Uh, we started in 1986. Our mission is to foster independence and personal growth uh, for physically challenged individuals by getting them out hunting and fishing. Uh, we're all volunteer run. We have about 250 members. Um, and we do everything from deer hunting to turkey, waterfowl. Uh, pheasant hunting, we do fishing for muskie and trout and panfish and walleye, uh, all in the great state of Minnesota. Hey, Bruce, is this, um, is everything, all in the state of Minnesota, of course, but is this 12 months out of the year as well? Yeah, we have over 40 events each year, and we have something every month of the year. Of course, in January and February, it's mainly ice fishing. We have uh, three great ice castle fish houses. Uh, last year they were on Lake Sarah by Buffalo and Rush Lake, a little bit north of the cities, and out at um, Lacaparo Lake near Montevideo. Wow. I tell you what, so those, you talked about the three ice castles, I and mean, that's obviously, uh, I don't know if they were donated or what, but are they being used as much as you would like them to be used by people who need them? Or could someone, if they're not being used, could someone like the four outdoorsmen sneak out there for a couple of hours someday? Yeah, um, we always have a little bit of room. Um, and uh, for great supporters like you guys, you bet. Uh, and the supporters on the Ice Castle, of course, we get a big discount from Ice Castle. Uh, Minnesota Safari Club International helps out. 
And we've had, uh, one of the ice houses was mainly sponsored by Mountain Dew. Uh, so we, we've got some great sponsors that we work with. And I'd love to get you out, Strew, Brandon, you back. That's great. Uh, thinking about uh, what you guys do and how you help people, equipment has to be a big issue for you guys, uh, getting specialized equipment. How do you go about getting maybe, you know, special bows or anything else that you might need to, to help these people? Right. So um, we, we look at what the person needs. So just recently we have a guy uh, who has some real upper body strength issues, and he's a deer hunter. And so in the past he's always had someone hold his gun and, and aim his gun, uh, and he would pull the trigger. But we talked him into this year using a, a rest called a tree pod, uh, that will hold the gun for him, that he can move around. Uh, it's very stable. I've used one for the last eight years or so. And I actually took a walking deer when previously I never would have uh, attempted shooting at a at a animal that was moving. But uh, I took a walking deer, and this guy's gonna he's gonna find out that it's great. He's gonna use it out at our deer hunt at Lockapile in the beginning of October. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that was Evan Newton speaking and telling that little story. So, Evan, tell us what your physical condition is, what happened to you, and how difficult was it for you to learn how to use that gun? Right, a lot of us have uh, catastrophic injuries from, like, a car accident, motorcycle, ski, or even falling out of a tree stand. My case is a little different. I have a progressive nerve disease, uh, and so I've known all my life that, uh, that I was going to be in a wheelchair probably by the age of 40, and I was. Uh, I'm going on 60 soon, and uh, now I'm in a power chair. Uh, so I have had to use my, my strength in my arm and my hand was not uh, sufficient to be able to pull a trigger on my shotgun or my rifle. Uh, so I've had to uh, adapt and use a bite trigger. So I've got something that looks like a clothesline made out of clothes, clothespin made out of uh, metal that I put in my mouth. It's spring-loaded, and when I bite down on it, it opens up the other end and pulls a cable that pulls my trigger. And what I've found is not only is it, am I much more able to do that, but uh, I'm not jerking the gun anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm as smooth and as steady as can be with this setup. Oh, that's really, really cool. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> now, does that, do you, you don't feel any of the recoil then off of that in your mouth, do you? No, no, because it's on a cable. So okay. uh, it's very flexible. I do take recoil on my shoulder, um, but... You know, I'm I'm a big guy. I'm about 250 pounds, and, and I'm ready to take that recoil, especially for a deer. Uh, and I I only ever take one shot. Uh, the deer the deer, thank goodness, has always gone down so far. Hey, B. Prouty. So we're talking about Bruce and Evan with uh, um, capable partners. They they help people with physical disabilities get outside and hunt and fish. Bruce, what got you and your brother Brian involved with capable partners? Yeah, um, a, a good friend of ours um, has MS, 
and uh, my, my brother got to know him initially, and his MS was progressing, and my brother would help get him out hunting and, and things, and he kind of, I, I believe my brother just searched, searched it up and found capable partners, and, uh, and you know, we've gotten involved that way, and so, of course, we still get out with, with our, our buddy, uh, but, but he's also, he's a member now. Um, and it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, getting out there, first off, I love being outside, right? And I consider myself a caster, not a blaster, but I love to fish. But I've also been out in the stand with Evan uh, a few different times, and it's just wonderful. And um, the, the, the people, either, you know, the, the able bodies and the others, everyone involved, um, and Evan especially, he's probably one of the most optimistic, uplifting people I've met in my life. So, uh, so in fact, when I met you, Drew, at the Twins game, yep. we had our, our buddy, um, we had our buddy, Carl, at the game. Uh, it was the Twins opener, and I bumped into you in the restroom, and you right. were talking fishing. And I, right. yeah. But anyway, uh, so um, it's just a great organization, and uh, we'll talk more about the banquet and stuff, and maybe I'll let Evan uh, go on with that, but... Um, and, and on another note, my brother, um, there's a new member who's, who's blind, and, and uh, my brother is bringing him up into the Boundary Waters here, I think, at the beginning of October for four or five days. And um, so it's just a great organization. Um, brings great joy to get out with people. And, and I love to fish with anyone, inner-city kids, any, anyone I could bring out fishing and, and introduce them to the outdoors and spend some time out in the fresh air. I, it's just great. We, all, we talked about the general idea of what Capable Partners is. Can you share with us what you have sp- special going on in the next couple of months or something, something you'd like to share with us and, and the rest of our listeners? Evan, you want to talk? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I will. Um, so, of course, uh, we were just at uh, Game Fair. I was there yesterday helping sell uh, raffle tickets for fundraising. The drawing was about an hour and a half ago. Um, and, uh, other than that, I mean, it's, uh, we're kind of switching into hunting mode. The last three months has been fishing, uh, but now we have our annual site in where we all have to prove, uh, that we are competent and safe with the weapon that we choose for big game, <clears throat> big game, whether it be rifle, shotgun, muzzleloader, or crossbow. Uh, we've got... Uh, deer hunt coming up at Rosemount, where I got a, a great eight-point buck. It, it probably scored about 120 uh, back in 2019. We've got a duck shoot, a tower shoot for pheasant. We've got waterfowl hunting uh, coming up here in September. And then new this year, uh, we always try to pilot new activities. And we're, we're uh, sending some guys up for a Sand Hill Crane Hunt no fun. up near Safe uh, River Falls in the middle of September. You know, you must have a lot of clients, of course, who get involved in, in capable partners and go on some of these hunts, but I'm guessing there's an awful lot more who are sitting back who are afraid to take a chance or afraid to go out there and, and try something new and possibly fail. How do you get them out of their shell? There's got to be a whole bunch of people out there who you could really, really help. Yeah, you know, uh, as long as they have a desire to get get out, um, Courage Tenny describes us as a group who's been there and done that. Uh, they're big in the in the rehab area, um, and they get some of those people with catastrophic catastrophic injuries who say, 
gee, you know, my whole life has changed. I'm not going to be able to hunt or fish anymore. And uh, the rehab people say, oh, no, you talk to Capable Partners. Uh, hit our website, capablepartners.org. Uh, call the phone number that's on the website. Uh, we have ways to get you out. Uh, regardless of your physical disability. Well, I tell you what, that's wonderful. We only have a couple of minutes left with you guys. Tell us, you talked about funding. Where does your funding come from? You mentioned something about a banquet that's coming up in March or something. Is that a big fundraiser for you? Yeah, it's one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. Uh, We put on a banquet in March. This year it's going to be March 4th. Um, And the information will be on the website, but... uh, we, we put on a silent auction, and the people who attend the banquet can, uh, can bid on things. We have, uh, of course, hunting and fishing-related items, uh, but sports tickets, wildlife prints, uh, theater tickets, you know, anything that we can auction. I remember there were some crockpots last time, <laughs> uh, and, of course, we would love to get some donations to that uh, to that silent auction. Now, you already mentioned the, the donation. If somebody was willing to and, and had something to donate that's going to raise some money for you guys, how would they contact you? What's, what's, the, what's the way to do that? Right. They can either contact the number on the website uh, or the email on the website. There's a Contact Us page. Um, people can contact me directly if they want. Should I give my cell number? Absolutely. And we'll put it on our Facebook page as well, but go ahead and shout it out. Sure, Evan Newton at 612-597-1600. All right, buddy. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm proud of you guys, and we only, I've only met Bruce. Uh, I must have met Brian at the ballpark, too, maybe not, but uh, uh, we've spoken a number of times, and I, I promise you this, uh, we're going to get together sometime this fall or winter, and I'm going to make every effort in the world to get down there March 4th. Where is the banquet, by, way, by the way? So normally it's at Banquets of Minnesota in Fridley. Uh, We haven't quite settled on it this year, but again, capablepartners.org will have the information. Sounds good to me. Brian, I mean, uh, Bruce and and, uh, and Evan, capable partners, I tell you what, uh, I'm so thankful for what you guys do, and all of us are, and, and you deserve a big pat on the back. Uh, a lot of people talk the talk, but you guys uh, do the whole thing, buddy. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoors. We will keep pushing you. We'll talk to you a couple of more times before your March banquet. And uh, keep, us in, keep us informed, if you will, along the way. Awesome. Thanks for get, helping us get the word out. You Drew. bet. Bruce and Evan, take care of yourselves, and we'll, we'll stay in touch. Thanks, take guys. Care. Have fun outdoors and, and be safe. You Bye. bet. You bet. That's pretty good. Pretty good deal. Hey, uh, y'all set there? We got time. Yeah, let's go. We're gonna talk with Dave Hicks. He's with Cast Outdoors. He's a sled dog guy up in Ely, Minnesota. But that's not what we're gonna talk about this time. And he almost finished an entire Inferno burger last time we were there. <laughs> Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. 
There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. Dezeal Heating and AC knows that maintaining indoor air quality in your home is crucial for good health. If you're concerned about air quality, Dezeal Heating and AC can help. Their indoor air quality products help control common air pollutants such as dust, allergens, and chemicals. Dezeal's IAQ systems can ensure your home is as healthy as it can be. Give the top dog a call for a free visual indoor quality analysis. DezealHVAC.com. Most of the time I take out my boat, I'm either with my kids or by myself, which makes trailering my boat a process. With Boatload Mate, it's a lot easier. I just drive up my trailer and it safely latches to the transom. To launch, I back it into the water and it floats over the latch. It's super easy to use and simple to install. Only $129, it is totally worth it. Visit BoatloadMate.com or find it on Amazon. Ely, Minnesota fall fishing is about as good as it gets. And the folks at Arrowhead Outdoors Bait Tackle and Camping Store, hey, they're going to be your next best friend. Did you know that the more current and past state record fish were caught within one hour of Ely than anywhere else in the state? Steve Renneberg shared last last year a nine a nine small well it's a big fish a nine pound smallmouth was caught in that area near Ely and unfortunately yeah that became someone's dinner but whether it's big fish or maybe fantastic grouse hunting maybe that's your thing head towards Ely Minnesota and stop by Arrowhead Outdoors on the east end of town Arrowhead Outdoors yeah the best bait shop in town. Mark here and a few months into my treatment plan custom designed by Everest Men's Health. I'm feeling more energized, I'm getting leaner, and I have more motivation than I've had in years. Everest Men's Health is a complete men's health clinic designed for men like you and me to get the most out of life. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule a complete testosterone and body composition consultation for only $50. Visit one of their three Twin Cities locations. I'm glad I did. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? PowerLodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by PowerLodge and Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. And we're back with the four outdoorsmen on this beautiful Sunday night. Summer is winding down, but it's getting hot here in the studio. It's very hot. It, it is hot in here. Are you hot, Brandon? I just turned the air on. So you should be feeling it, too. It should be kicking a little okay. bit in there for you. But ne- Next time, turn it on about 4 <laughs> o'clock. Okay? Have, we got a new, have we got a guest on the line? You do. Hey, David yep. Hicks. David Hicks, thanks for joining the four outdoorsmen, sir. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Every day is a gift, buddy. How's, how's, how's things up in Ely? Is it getting cool? Are you feeling fall in the air? No, fall's not in the air yet, but uh, mid-70s for highs, low 50s for lows. Uh, need to get it another 10 degrees or so colder before we can start doing some dog training, but uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll be here before you know it. You bet. Mark here. Yeah, speaking of that, you have like 100,000 dogs to take care of, and it's really hot in the summer. What do you do in the summer to take care of those dogs? So they're in packed kennels, so we allow them uh, free play time about uh, two hours a day. 
uh, hour in the morning, hour in the evening while we're doing kennel chores and stuff. So they get they get free play time, but they're not in harness or doing any hard exercising. Uh, that way they don't get overheated. Hey, you know, of course, you know, you do a lot of things for, for people who need help sometimes. Kids who are in trouble, you take them on dog sled trips through the Bonnie Waters and teach them discipline and, and integrity and all kinds of things. And it's just it's a great project you guys do helping people and take them fishing as well but we're not going to talk about the dogs right now i want to talk about the up north boundary water sled hockey i think we might have spoken about this last year as well explain that to people who have never heard of it before what it is and how long it's been around so i believe this is the fifth year uh it's the fifth year that they've or it's five years running that they've they've had the sled hockey combine and they bring these kids there. Most of them are from Minnesota, but a few come from other other states and areas. And um, sled hockey is a sport for para-athletes. So these individuals have had spinal injuries or genetic issues that have uh, rendered them either to wheelchairs or uh, braces, things like that. So um, they ride on a sled and they play hockey uh, sitting on a on a sled with a with a skate underneath them and and both hands are, are picks with, with uh, I don't play hockey, so I don't know what the terminology of it is for, but, uh, you know, they, they, they slap that puck around and, and skate all over the place. It's pretty cool. You know, you give back a lot and all your other things involved with, with the sled dogs. How did you get involved with this? So uh, Ben Johnson approached me five years ago and asked if I'd be interested in working with these kids to, to do some type of teamwork event. And that's where we came up. We brainstormed at that time of doing, uh, having these kids do a portage. And, you know, the amount of uh, paraplegic individuals or individuals with disabilities going into the Boundary Waters is very, very limited. Um, those who are in wheelchairs are essentially uh, required to participate by going over uh, wheeled portages and things like that. And it just so happens that we have a really nice one. Uh, it's fairly flat, but it's still got a little bit of a, a rugged terrain to it right there outside of Ely on uh, Fall Lake Portage. So we uh, paddle across Fall Lake, and then then they uh, they take their wheelchairs out, and, and then they, they uh, have to get themselves all the way over to Newton Lake, and they hop out of their chairs and splash around the lake a little bit, and then they get back in their chairs and make that portage twice. So it's a, it's a fairly decent portage. I think... Uh, I'm not mistaken. It's about half a mile, so they're it's it's a decent little portage, and they got to do it twice, and then they and they paddle back. So this year, we did a total of ten miles ten miles of paddling, and then they did that portage twice. So, um, and they're paddling home. They had about a fifteen mile an hour headwind down Fall Lake, wow. and they had you know, foot and a half waves, white caps, and they had to brave that. And you know, they worked together as a team and. We had support boats to make sure if they needed any assistance, we could provide it. But uh, they they all had to finish the the paddle on their own under their own power, and they all did it. Well, I tell you what, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, the uh, you also do you also work with? We'll get back to the the uh, up north Boundary Waters sled hockey a little bit as well. But I'm always intrigued about the Boundary Waters and and canoeing and portaging and all of that. Do, are you also working with kids who are a little bit troubled? Do you have a group every year that goes up there as well? Uh, so we are not, like, focused on that particular deal. That is, happens to be, I think, um, an area that I'm 
I'm gifted or, or blessed to, to be able to work within. So uh, it, I also subcontract for several outfitters in the area, and whenever they have clients that they believe would, would benefit from a guide that has that skill set, then they send them my way, and that tends to be the, the groups that we get is uh, kids that either, you know, maybe they're not, not troubled, maybe they're um, ADHD or uh, they're coming from a, a background that, you know, they just they need that extra support from a guy that, that knows how to work with uh, group dynamics like that. So, yeah. And do you take some of those kids and, and make it into a two, three, four-day trip? Or even the, the gentlemen, uh, the, the men and women who are uh, paraplegics, do they spend the night or two in the Bounty Waters with you as well and camp and fish a little bit? This next year will be the first year we're actually going to do an overnight. So they're going to they're gonna vote amongst their peers, uh, the five individuals who are demonstrating the most leadership potential. And then we're going to take those individuals as we do this portage. We're just going to continue going. And then their, their fellow uh, teammates will, will see them off, and then, then we'll return the next day. So we're going to do an overnight with them. Some of these kids, um, it takes special concerns and considerations because, you know, whatever hardware they need to be able to move around and, and stuff like that. But also some of these individuals have to be casterized every four hours. And, you know, depending on depending on the individual, they may be able to self-cast. Some of them uh, need assistance with that. Uh, so you know, those are some of those, those little minor details that might be major details to some people, but we've been doing it long enough that, um, we've figured out how to kind of mitigate those issues, and and now we're just keep we're continuing to grow this program so that it um, we're breaking boundaries. That's ultimately what it's about. It's teaching independence rather than codependence, and we um, we're breaking boundaries. We're pushing pushing the envelope. Well, David, I tell you, it takes a lot of upper body strength. I'm assuming to play sled hockey, or if if you are uh, confined to a chair, I bet. Uh, they can make pretty good paddlers because they're they're so used to using their upper body. So you got that going for you, that's for sure. Yeah, and these kids. Uh, so we'll put four to a canoe, mm-hmm. but um, some some of them uh, have no use of their lower extremities because of a spinal injury or their mm-hmm. surgeries and things like that. And uh, without use of your legs, uh, a lot of times they have to sit in the bottom of the boat instead of sitting in the seats. Mm-hmm. So um, it's even more of a workout for them because they have to, you know, if they reach over the sides and, and still paddle. But they're working as a team. That's what we require from, from this exercise is they, uh, all four individuals that are in that boat have to help each other get into the boat, have to help each other get out of the boat. Uh, they do a water safety training uh, the day before we do our activity, and, and they have to do that twice. They have to tip the canoe. They have to swim to the shore with that canoe and they have to flip it over and empty it out and get back into it so uh it's it's all about teamwork and it's also about uh you know encouraging and teaching them to learn about their teammates and what their strengths and weaknesses are so that they create a a group of individuals to do this activity with that um you know they they know that if three of them are in wheelchairs and can't use their feet it may pay off to have one individual that can actually stand up. Maybe they stand up with braces or whatever, but, um, you know, they, they assemble a team based on the characteristics of their team members so that they can accomplish the mission together, right? 
You, you know, um, what you described with, with uh, how to teach these guys, and they have to learn how to do this, tip the canoe over and, and get out, fall out, and get back in. Literally, I bet 50% of able-bodied people can't do that. I bet that's about the number. I don't think I've ever tipped a canoe over and had to tip it back over and get back in. I think it's got to be a bitch. <laughs> I so, couldn't do it. You, know, you, I, you couldn't do it. Hey, I love your reward system pretty much. How many guys, how many kids are going on, on this first this trip next one uh, into the Boundary well, Waters? How many? It'll probably be five kids that are going to go with us because we'll need to have a minimum of two guides, and we'll probably have two guides and one coach, right? So um, that would be that'd leave room for five kids to make the most use of because if they have wheelchairs and other hardware, we've got to make room in the canoes for that. Plus all our other gear and stuff. So, um, that's, that's most likely what it's going to be, uh, for the whole combine this last year, we had 32 kids. So we actually took 32 kids in groups of eight through, um, through that whole training episode and, and into the boundary waters. So, you know, so was, what I think is really, cool. what's really, really cool about this is those 32 kids, sled hockey, whatnot, then they go into the boundary waters. 32 of them are going to be together, and then they're going to vote as who they think are the best people that should go on to the next level. That is a reward. That is really, really, that's really cool. Yeah, it's, they, that's, that's the thing is they're, they're, um, they're cultivating that culture of leadership and leadership development within their their core group, right? Instead of uh, coaches picking out the kids they think want they want them to be the best, they we want their peers to pick them, so that um, it's a it's a personal acknowledgement from their fellow uh, teammates that hey, we appreciate what you do and we look up to you. Oh, so, that's that's nice, um, David. You're yeah. a good man. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you do. Uh, we we had the pleasure of taking dogs out with you, and you've guided us, and you and you also take trips in the Boundary Waters with Cast Outdoors. Can you talk a little bit about Cast Outdoors? And then I want to know what is what has it been like in the Boundary Waters this summer? Um, you know, coming out of COVID, have you seen a lot of action up there? Are people uh, returning and returning again uh, since the outdoors boom? What are you guys seeing up there? Yeah, it's been extremely busy. Uh, the last several years has been uh, tremendously busy. Uh, they actually pulled some of the access permits uh, to reduce the amount of, of traffic that was coming in because of, of what was going on. It just, it's helped a little bit whenever they opened up the remote access border crossing over into Canada, so people are going back into the Quetico. Those individuals that were going to go into Quetico kind of got crammed back down in Boundary Waters, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, it's, it, it's extremely busy, um, and overuse is always a concern. So, uh, teaching, teaching individuals that are, that are not necessarily return, uh, campers and teaching them about, uh, conservation and, and uh, leave no trace principles and, uh, low impact practices and those kind of things. And, and then for the winter time, the, the winter is actually a great opportunity for us as business to, to grow summer we're pretty much maxed out as to how many people can go in so the winter time uh, is much easier for us to facilitate these kind of experiences and 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 we don't make much of an impact as long as we're very conscious about how we do that <clears throat> so uh, from that regards we're already taking bookings right now uh, we've we've gotten i don't know maybe 15 or 20 percent of our total 
amount of trips that we can do this year already booked. So uh, it's looking like it's going to be a good winter. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. So we, we offer a couple of different things. We do a half-day wilderness uh, sightseeing dog sled adventure, a three-quarter day. So a half-day is four hours, three-quarter day is six hours, and then a full day is eight to nine hours. And then our fishing trips tend to be a little bit longer because we want our clients to get a minimum of six hours of fishing. So by the time we run anywhere from 9 to 15 miles into the wilderness to do our fishing uh, and then run out, it ends up being anywhere from a 10 to 12-hour day. Oh, that's a lot of fun. The dog sled thing's a lot of fun. If somebody wants to get involved with dog sledding and fishing and going through the Boundary Waters with you, of course, Cast Outdoors is how they can find you. If somebody has interest in what you're doing with the physically disabled folks to go fishing or learning more about that program do they contact cast outdoors as well yes so we have a non-profit a 501c3 that is established for our our youth outreach and our our other activities like that so if anybody wanted to make donations and things like that they would have a tax deductible donation for that but if they wanted to to find out more about that, then they could contact us directly at Cast Outdoors. Well, I tell you what, give them information. Dave Hicks, uh, you're a you're a wonderful guy. You know, we like you. You're a nice guy. You're a lot of fun, and Ben's a fun. They're, they're, they're all pizza, a lot of fun. But you're a great man, and and uh, I'm proud to consider you a friend. Keep doing what you do, and and uh, um, we th- we thank God for people like yourself. That's Amen. Dave Hicks, Cast Outdoors. Any questions about any of this stuff, get a hold of him, Ely, Minnesota. Dave, thanks for being on the Four Outdoors. and We'll get back up there and see you again soon, I hope. And uh, say hi to Pete and the rest of the guys for us if you would, okay? We'll do that. Thank you all for being what you are, doing what you're doing. Thanks. You bet, sir. David Hicks, man. That's wonderful stuff. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Four Outdoorsman. Dave Hicks, uh, Pete Schreiber, and Evan Newton of Capable Partners. They're nice people, man. <laughs> They're nice people. Have a great week, everybody. Sam says goodbye. I say goodbye. Sam Brandon says goodbye. And Mark's not saying goodbye. I'm saying come see us live at the Minnesota State Fair next Sunday night and get outside and make some memories.